Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Good morning, this is Race Card on this Saturday, the 25th of February. Gareth Hall with you. We're doing this for Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes is making every race even more exciting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For us racing fans, it truly doesn't get any better. Group 1 Racing, Sydney, Sandown. What a meeting that promises to be. And then the other codes, we've got Group 1 Racing in Melbourne and Sydney for the trots. An Australian Cup night there at the Meadows. We'll try and find you a winner as we mark your race card. Fill up and make sure you gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Put some money in your Labrokes account and we'll see if we can help you find a few winners. Let's welcome in the team. They're back. Um, they've sacked the boss, Adam Hamilton. Nicholas Quinn, hello to you. Hello, Gareth. Hello, all. It's been a great show today, Gareth, and hopefully we can continue that. Lots of tips throughout the course of the day as well, so hopefully the audience is cashed up by about 6 p.m. tonight. And Dan Cobby joins us. G'day, Dan. G'day, Gareth. Hello to all the listeners. Looking forward to a big day out at Sandown. What about this for a first guest to kick off race card on this Saturday morning? Oh, he's, um, he's a superstar administrator. He's got a little bit of swagger about him, and he gets the job done, and he'll be ready to go because Sandown has never hosted a bigger meeting in its history, and he joins us now in Josh Blanksby, of course, the CEO of the Melbourne Racing Club. Josh, good morning to you. Welcome to Race Card on SEN Track. What's it looking like at Sandown this afternoon or this morning as we get set for a big afternoon? Yeah, good morning, Gareth. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on and thanks for that lovely introduction. Uh, well, it's always sunny at Sandown, is what I'm finding. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's great, Ladbrokes Park down here. So we're pretty excited. As you said, it's, it, it probably is the, one of the biggest meetings uh, the track has held, um, certainly for some time. So we've been building towards this. Um, you know, spent uh, a good $6 million to upgrade the facilities in, in the knowledge of this Group 1 racing coming and, and today it tops off with probably the, you know, the best fields we've had in a long time. I was about to say that I went out to Sandown. I've been out to Sandown a few times since you've improved the facilities there. And it would be nearly one of my favourite places to go and watch racing, especially I went into the spring and I think it was the Underwood and you could go down to the back parade area or the back barn and you get a close-up of Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood. I think Zaki was there on that particular day. Um, and there were kids running around. There's big... Um, spacious grounds for them to have a little bit of fun and even some of the facilities upstairs where you can sit down and have a meal you can see the back parade and the front parade uh, um, hats off to you Josh I think Sandown has come up a treat this time around yeah thanks Gareth uh, yeah well, you know, we agree I mean the, the views of Sandown have always been that it, it's it's best asset you can sort of sit there in the grandstand and you can see right across both both the hillside and, and the lakeside so Look, we knew we had to improve the facilities. You know, it's um, you know, it's it's been there for a while, stand down, and it's a very very big place. So, where we've tried to focus in is our members areas. So, lots of new members bars. So, we've got a, we've got a, a new members bar past the post, which I think people have really enjoyed, and I think they'll love it today. And then the owners' facilities, I think, was a key thing. So, I think there's no better owner owner spot on any racetrack in Australia because you've got the prime views. It's a, it's a big space. We're really keen to look after our owners, who are, who are the lifeblood of the industry. So. Look, I'm really hoping for a strong crowd out there today. Um, you know, people tell me how much they love Sandown and, and love race, love the racing there. So, really keen to have a have a good crowd there to justify these wonderful fields. 
Josh, Nick Quinn here. Before we start talking about those wonderful fields, people asked me what it was like being trackside a couple of weeks ago. And I said on these big days at Sandown, it's a great mix of a really great crowd, but not being crowded. It's so well spread out. You've got the umbrellas and the seats about 400 metres past the winning post and right up the straight as well. So it really does provide something for everyone on race day. Yeah, that's right, Nick. And, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had our Herald Sun Family Day, which was just great to have all the kids running around and all the activations. And you're right, people can find their spot. You can, you, it's spaced out. It's, it's a little bit more relaxed than probably the bigger days at Caulfield or Flemington. So I think that's what people are enjoying. It, it, it's a point of difference. Um, and, yeah, we've really enjoyed racing there since sort of Boxing Day with some key races. And I think people got to remember, it's still taking on its load, its normal load, Sandown. So it's um, getting used. It's a bit of a workhorse for, 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 for racing. And uh, it's great to now see it with some quality races. Josh, uh, Dan Colby here. Um, obviously, a big couple of weeks for you with today and obviously Super Round coming down next weekend in regards to rugby, <laughs> but that's next week's focus. Um, obviously, we are focused on today's racing, but do you think that recent months and probably today are going to be a perfect example to not necessarily you, but probably the wider club, the members and the board of how important Sandown is to this industry? Oh, look, there's no doubt. You know, there's been there's been long debates about Sandown and its future, and you know, it's, we're very transparently going through a rezoning process. And I think comments that people make to me when they go out there is like how much space there is. It, it is just a huge site. So, so many options for the race club and the industry wider on, on what we can do there. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like we we have to get people to Sandown, and we need to be, get people betting on it. So, we've been working with Racing Victoria and the wagering service providers, including um, Entain, on, on trying to really promote. Sandown and, and, and you know showcase all the different starts and how quality it is but yeah look like like any asset you need to get a return on it and um, that's what the club is really pushing for so we've we put it we put our money where our mouth is and invested six million dollars and you know it'll be a really interesting analysis after about six months from Boxing Day through to sort of mid year when we head back to Caulfield to just to weigh it all up and, and see the spend versus return we get and, and we'll be very transparent with those results and, and, and share it with everyone. It's an interesting time for racing at the moment, Josh. Racing Victoria have got that. Big decision to make working with the Victorian government with the joint venture. Um, proposed changes, now changes to the Spring Carnival, which involves your club. Um, first of all, with the joint venture, how big of a decision and um, is that in the in in the, the um, future for Victorian racing? And do you think a decision's far away? Oh, it's crucial, Gareth. Like, it, it is the number one funder for the sport. Yep. Um, and everyone everyone knows that. So it's very, very important. And I think what racing's trying to demonstrate to the government is, you know, the employment opportunities and, and what it gives back to to Victoria as an economy. And it's, um, you know, it's $4.6 billion in terms of the economic impact that racing has for Victoria. So government knows that and um, they're working through it. So, yeah, very much. I think we'd all like a little bit of competition for the licence. I think that always helps. Um, so I don't know if, uh, if Nick and Dan can convince their bosses to throw a few bids in. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, absolutely, it's important. Look, in terms of timing, I think sooner the better Yes. Um, with all these things. But they take time. They're big decisions. So, uh, yeah, we're sort of, as a club, just supporting Racing Victoria in the process. Now, Josh, you couldn't have scripted a better day from a racing fan perspective. You've got... The superstars in Alligator Blood and I'm Thunderstruck going head-to-head. The Oakley Plate as open as you're going to see. And probably the top six in the market would almost start favourite any other year. And the two-year-olds in the Ladbrokes Blue Diamond, very open, very competitive. So it obviously goes a huge way to ensuring people are going to have a great day at the track when the fields are this good. Yeah, that's right, Nick. And that's sort of all what you're trying to aim for, right? You're trying to put on good tracks, you know, good prize money. You know, the Blue Diamond's up to $2 million now. So it's, 
it's it's a great race. Um, and look, we're pretty excited to have the three Group Ones as race seven, eight, and nine. Um, I think it's a great culmination to the day. It's something we've tried before, having our major races at the, at the back end of the cards. And look, I think that's going to be fantastic for engagement, but importantly, turnover as well as people hopefully try to fill their boots. And it's pretty exciting. The Oakley Plate is the last race on the hillside, um, and they'll come tearing down there. So bit of a unique day with the two, the two different um, winning posts and using the different tracks, but that's the flexibility that Sandown provides. Have you got a tip? Got a tip? Sorry. Uh, I probably, probably like Mr. Brightside in the Futurity. I think it might be might be fit horse. And J.D. Hayes came and spoke to uh, our committee room uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, he's a great character and pretty bullish. I'd, I'd love to see them after to the disappointment of Gentleman Roy. It'd be nice to see them grab a good one. A couple of questions before sure. I leave for you, Josh. And they won't be hard-hitting. Um, what are <laughs> the, the turnover figures compared to racing at Sandown at Caulfield? We've had a couple of big meetings now at Sandown and you're transparent about these. And it's always been the case, and you've explained this, that Caulfield has better turnover than Sandown, even though that um, some punters say that Sandown's a better track to punt on. So what have you found so far since you've made the move from Caulfield to Sandown recently? Yeah, so historically, it's been about a 10 to 15% difference yeah. between like the like race meetings between Caulfield and Sandown. So we wanted to really bridge that gap um, with major races, and it was great to see um, the family day, CF4. It was only sort of 2% down on year-on-year year versus Caulfield. So very, very comparable result, and that's considering you're also probably seeing some downturns in the market generally anyway. So very emboldened by that result. So really hoping for a strong day today you know it'd be great you'd, you'd want it to be about an 80 million dollar day today so you know the wagering service providers are getting right behind the day with lots of offers um the fields are great so i think that will really sort of showcase the quality racing at stand down people will find it to bet on so it's positive would you move the cox plate um look i was very supportive of what mooney valley were doing you know we we've been pretty open that we think lake november is a good good spot for racing um so it was up to them and i sort of i sort of bow my hat that they were willing to have a crack at it, Mooney Valley. Um, Got to be a bit gutsy sometimes. But yes. look, I understand the decision um, to leave it. Um, look, we're pretty happy. We've been able to grab an extra Saturday for our race club, you know, moving the 1,000 guineas and the Rupert Clark to that uh, Saturday. is pretty exciting for us. We're sort of swapping a, a Wednesday for a Saturday. So all the benefits that come with that. So we're pretty happy to be having sort of two key race meetings um, in late November now. And the last one before we let you, you leave, um, Josh. So were you, like I was thinking, because they we lost a little bit of momentum after we went to the regional centres, and this is no crack at the at the, the country clubs after the, the Flemington Carnival finished last year, but this year we're going to Caulfield. It's a wonderful day. I love the country cup, the, the million-dollar race there. I think that's a, a terrific new initiative. Um, but did you think about moving the Sipping Classic to the Saturday after instead of going back to the bush or to the provincial areas and then coming back to Melbourne? Uh, that's that's um, a very good question, Gareth, and something that we're actually thinking about. Um, I hope Neil Bainbridge doesn't pull off his chair. No. Um, but, um, look, it is something we have suggested. Um, you know, is, is it more beneficial to go Caulfield, Caulfield? Um, obviously, from the club's perspective, it allows us to create some efficiencies around infrastructure and marketing and so on as well. So, look, we'll, we'll, we'll have that conversation. Obviously, we'll have a conversation with Cranbourne as well because uh, we're very conscious that they've had to move back a week already. So, but yeah, look, it makes a little bit of sense to me to go back to back at yeah. Caulfield. Well, I can't work it out. You, they want to make all these decisions to push the Spring Carnival back. And I understand why they would do that. But the logic for me is to move the Sipping Classic after that thousand guineas day because they're going to lose momentum again and that's no disrespect to Cranbourne but Cranbourne can go a week after 
I don't think it makes that much of a difference. And I, I love you, Neil, but that, that's the reality of it. If they're, ta- if they're trying to tell us that we've got to move these spring carnival racing back, then why wouldn't they put the Zip in Classic straight after um, the 1,000 guineas? Well, I think that's right, mate. Yeah. I think you've summed it up pretty well, the argument right. for it. And, yeah, something that I think we will certainly be asking the question of Racing Victoria. And Quinny's got one more question for you, Josh. Well, Josh, you were going along so beautifully until you chimed in with that's a great question, Gareth. Unfortunately, he'll be playing that on the promo throughout the course of the week and we'll have to endure it. But Josh, from an optics point of view, how much are you looking forward to seeing the Blue Diamond run here? Obviously, such a great setup and things have been changed recently. So it could be one where we look back in years to come as a very special running of the Blue Diamond. Yeah, look, it's, it's point of difference, right, Quinny, which I think is fun. You know, people enjoy the different things. So, um, you know, it's exciting, the 1,200 metre around the lakeside. Um, they'll be tearing around. Um, but it's fantastic. So, yeah, look, I think it's, it's a point of difference. It's something, it's something for people to enjoy today. Um, but, you know, obviously we're looking very forward to getting back to our um, to Caulfield um, mid-year as well for, um, for another great spring carnival. So it's, it's lucky we've got this flexibility with the number of tracks we, ha- we operate. Well, Cobby and Quinny have been flying that much, Josh. They've both got pay rises this week, so they'll probably contribute to something like a um, million dollars to the $80 million turnover that we hope to get today. <laughs> um, we appreciate your time. Can't wait to get to Sandown this afternoon. Really looking forward to it. And the, the weather's looking okay. What's the wind doing out there? It's pretty still, mate. A okay. um, little bit overcast. Hopefully that just clear, clears a little bit. But, um, yeah, a little bit of a shower just before, which just sort of cleaned things up a bit. But, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a wonderful day. Probably going to be really perfect conditions out there. All right, beautiful. Thanks for that, mate. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. There's Josh Blanksby, the CEO of the Melbourne Racing Club. Um, so I'm looking forward to this card, Quinny. First of all, to you. It will be a little bit different because you've got racing on the hillside track, lakeside track. You've got to push the winning post back um, for the Oakley plate. So it's going to be a little bit different, but I think it'll be a lot of fun today. Yeah, spot on. And I'm here at the moment. I know Josh is here. I think Dan's here. I haven't seen him yet. He did actually back the last winner at the Valley at $61 last night. So no, I'm not he sure didn't, what kind he? of position he'll be in. Daniel, where are you? I'm alive. I'm alive and well. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not there yet, boys. I'm actually ironing my shirt. That's how underprepared I am. But I've done the preparation <laughs> in terms of the winners. So that's um, that's what I need. All right, then we'll take a break. Let's hope you're getting an Uber, by the way, to um, um, sand down today. <laughs> I know it costs you a couple of hundred dollars from where you live. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be driving if I was you, Dan Cobby, after the state I saw you in after the last race there at the Valley. Um, we'll take a quick we'll take a quick break on the other side of it. We'll mark your card for Sandown and Randwick. This is race card. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and Ladbroke it. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 Not on his own for too long, Dan Cobby. A lot of text messages coming through. What the hell is happening with your love life, Dan? I don't really give a crap, and I wouldn't want to talk about anyone's love life on this show, but I'm sick of these bloody text messages coming through. So what is going on? I'm intrigued to find out who these people are. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's Chris Wallace texting through on a... He wants to know why he's, why his number one work is not at the races just yet. Um, so, um, what is what is the update? Uh, no update whatsoever. Um, I'm just going to 
palm it off and uh, focus on Sandown boys. Okay. Game for today's meeting, not going to lie. And uh, right, Cody and I sort of discussed a bit of it yesterday on the uh, the Labroach Autumn Breakfast, but um, now you're sure we can find a few more throughout the day. All right, then. So, well done, just quickly. Shane, um, Vin Cox was the answer. Who's the boss of Cadolphin in Australia? So, the five people that win a free week subscription to the great Mickey Gunner from the great tip off for Shane, um, Mick, um, um, I think it's William, the driver. That, I'm going to give you that one, um, William, because you said the driver. The driver on Giddy Up, of course, is the man that just tips winners for fun. And then we've got Scotty. Um, and there was a few of the listeners that I might will get your you, – you've texted through, but you haven't given your name. But um, there's one number that ends in 571. So whoever that is, you've won the free subscription. Now – Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and Ladbroke it. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Because you're that excited about this card from a tipping and punting perspective, Dan, you can lead the way. What are we doing? What races do you like? Well, I'm going to cop a lot of uh, a lot of stick for this, Gareth, and I've already copped enough after yesterday's autumn breakfast show, but... I'm keen in the mannerism stakes, race three, number three. Yep, you guessed it, Espiona. Um, I know it's D-Day for her. And people say she's had a lot of D-Days, but she now returns left-handed. She's now second up. She gets to the 1,400 metres. This is her race. Um, I think on her best form, she wins this race. And, you know, what? not even on her best form, but I think if she's anywhere near her best, I expect her to win today. thought she was very good first start. She was in the inferior part of the track. She knocked up late. That was over the 1,200 metres from the inside gate where, or inside draw where you, you just couldn't, you couldn't necessarily, it was put it this way, it was, it was the inferior part of the track. So I think now today, returning left-handed, get to Santa, which she'll love. Um, she's the best bet on the program for me. So getting it kicked off nice and early in race number three. So race three... Um, what number are you talking about? What number was it? Number three, Espiona. Oh, yes. I just wanted to make sure I was hearing hearing you properly. Like, seriously. Seriously. Espiona. <laughs> I'd rather... Um, Why? I know you just mentioned it, but, like, hasn't she cost you enough? She's well, like... She a, has, she's yes, like you, like, like a... You know, it's like the girls dating you. You just never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you're being... She's one out of one. She's one out of one going left-handed, and as I said, now I actually didn't mind her on first up under the circumstances. So this is a chance. You'll love seeing down the big track, um, you know. And as I said, going left-handed, fourteen hundred meters. I think yeah, this is her race. Put it this way: if she wasn't to perform today, she's officially in the bin with me. Adam Hamilton called her yesterday um, a milk drinker after you tipped her, which is your boss, of course. So Quinny, what do you think of Espiona being the the on-top selection from the Chris Waller, um, well, Chris Waller's number one man in Melbourne, tipping Espiona today, Quinny. Well, I'll give him credit for sticking fat, but he does make a good case. And if we can turn our mind back to that spectacular performance at Flemington, and who would have thought since that point in time she would have won just the one race? My question for Dan is, and he works with the team, so he's probably got more insight than most, has she had issues and is that any concern today going to the races? Because clearly at her best she'd win this race, but unfortunately we probably haven't seen her best since that day back at 2010. I wouldn't say issues, Nick, but because you know, she's obviously raced through the spring and the autumn in recent years, so I think if you've got issues, you're probably going to be 
you know, out of play. But, yeah, just typical sort of stuff, little needles and whatnot, and you probably would have seen that in her mannerism. So um, is that because of needles or is it because she doesn't necessarily go the Sydney way as well? I guess that's a question mark. I don't know if anyone really knows that, but yeah. I guess today's probably going to be the best example of of Espiona. We'll get a, a guide on her today because, as I said, she's got all those factors in her corner today. So, no, no, she's had no issues. Um, but just like any racehorse, there's been you know, a little you know, bump in the road here and there, but that's pretty common. All right, Espiona, your best bet there at Sandown. Love it. Um, love the loyalty and um, looking forward to seeing what she does there today. Now, have you got any anything else for us there at Sandown, mate? This is Dan. I'm going with uh, Zapateo in the Oakley Pate, gents, uh, for Godolphin, Daniel Moore. Um, things drawn to get the right run just in behind the speed. I think we'll be strong at the distance. Um, there's a sense of timing about this. It's been a target race from the Ganolfin camp. Obviously, just snuck in the field, gets a light weight. I think it's a, a great winning bet at big odds. All right, then. So, Sapoteo at a good each-way price. In fact, Vin Cox, when I had a chat to him on Stable Mail on Giddy Up on Thursday, indicated that from a value point of view, this is the, the, the Blue Army's best chance there outside of, say, In Secret and Adamo across the weekend. So, Espiona and Sapoteo for Dan Cobby. What are you doing there at Sandown today, Quinny? I'm having three bets on runners at nice odds on a very competitive day. One of my better bets anywhere across the country is Heracles race five, number two. This horse was enormous last start when posted three wide the trip. Still had the audacity to look the winner at the 200 metre mark with a softer run today. It should return to the winner's list. I anticipate that Steel City will be the first horse to break their maiden in the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes since prior to Dubai in 2015. She's been runner-up in both career starts. I think it'll be third time lucky. She's got a lot of upside. The form from those two runs is stacked up very strongly. And my best in the Oakley Plate, I'm going to back this runner each way, but Ascura, race nine, number nine. A perfect two from two when resuming from a spell. Jumped out very impressively recently. Terrific addition to the Oakley Plate. I can see there's multiple winning chances, but I think Ascura will be hard to top. Now, marking the race guard with the information I've gathered, through, gathered throughout the week talking to the participants. Now, you can take this information um, and do whatever you want with it. Right, you are very confident the Mara and Eustace camp it would be winning, uh, will be winning. Race two, laced up heels need some luck, but the best probably push I've got all week is for Shuffle Dancer, um, which is race two, number three. Race three, obviously... Forget about everything. If if Dan Cobby and the, from the Chris Waller camp are tipping Espiona, just um, just get on. Um, Torjine, but I'm you're close to Maddie Williams's camp. They've got a big opinion about her, Quinny, and I think they give her a bit of a chance today. No, they certainly do give her a yep. chance, and she just raced through the grade so well last preparation, and hopefully she can kick off with a win today. That's a terrific little race, though. I would not be surprised if any of those runners won, and it's quite hard because. We've got most of the field first up from a spell. Espiona, she is hard to assess. You've got prior to Jenny first up from a spell. Turis was impressive first up, maybe a little underwhelming last time out. So really looking forward to that race, but I found it very hard. So full credit to Dan for identifying his best bet in what I thought was the hardest race on the card. Seven Yak Hawks, he's um, giving a good push for that. Galloper Spacewalk also, um, they're keen on its chances um, from... Vin Cox is, um, that's what Vin Cox said to us on Stable Mail. And um, Dan, we were having a chat to the data team there with Kira Maher and David Eustace last night at the Ted Witten race night there, in um, which is their um, making awareness, of course, for prostate cancer. And 
recommendation they were recommending that we have something on. So that was interesting for mine. The, uh, the old saying, isn't it? Keep your friends close to your enemies closer. So um, I was just sneaking in on the table there just to hear what Dave yep. had to say about a number of things. But um, they're, they're a professional outfit, aren't they? And just learning last night about what they do um, was a reason why they're so successful. And it was interesting to get that push from the data team that recommendations probably one of their better bets across the country today. And um, I think that their Kira Ma told us that I and me is one of the better chances he's taken to the to a Group 1 race anyway for a long time. So that'll nearly do me in the Oakley Plate. Um, and she's getting to a nice each-way price at the moment with Ladbroke 750 and 280. So looking forward. The card should be great days racing there. Just quickly, lads, before we take the news, your tip for the Blue Diamond? Me, I'm firmly in the case of the camp of Steel City. All right, Steel City for Nicholas Quinn, Dan Cobby. Look, I like Brave Halo at the price. It's going to need luck. So, look, if I was going to have a bet in the race, which I'm not, I'll be back in Steel City. This is Race Card. Thanks to Ladbrokes, making every race even more exciting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's head to the news. Welcome back to Race Card on this Saturday morning. Thanks to Ladbrokes, Nicholas Quinn, and also Dan Cobby. Quinny, what do you think of this Randwick meeting today? Well, I think whenever you get to see Animo, it's always a good thing. So I can't wait to see arguably the best horse in the country go around today. And that should be absolutely superb. But it's a good, it's a good program throughout. A very competitive edition of the Liverpool City Cup, which... I know Dan quite likes one at longer odds there, which I'm looking forward to seeing. I've enjoyed the chat throughout the course of the week about in secret. Some people think they can't believe that you get a chance to better the double their money on her. And others think she's a bit vulnerable the way she has been racing more of style than her form in recent times. So looking forward to that, the race number seven, the first leg off the quaddy. I will report, though, there's about 4,000 seagulls that have just emerged here at Sandown. We know in the past there's been a few problems with the seagulls. Hopefully they nick off in the between now and race time, which is 59 minutes away. It looks quite pretty seeing them all around the water, but we don't want them to provide any hazardous scenarios like we've seen in the past. <laughs> Cobby, what do you think of the, the Randwick meeting? I'll tell you what, it wasn't uh, that a spectacle that day at Sandown when the seagulls <laughs> were around. But, uh, let's hope we don't get a, a repeat of that. But um, it's a fantastic meeting, Gareth, and it always is realistically. Chipping Norton Day, you've got the surround, obviously the two group ones, but I think the support program today is really interesting as well. And I know it's a, a grand final for some at the mile and obviously for the Phillies as well, the 1,400-metre contest and the surround, but it's almost like a you get a real guide today of where we're at with these horses leading uh, leading into the rest of the autumn. Uh, we've got the internationals arriving tonight as well from over in the UK. So as I said, this is sort of a bit of a landmark day in the Sydney autumn every year where we just find out that little bit more. What do you think we'll find out, Adamo? Will he be, will cement his place as the best horse in the land? Would you take a dollar seventy about him or do you think you'll get out in the Chipping Norton and I guess Chris Waller's got two big chances in Hinge and Fangirl, but they've had a couple of cracks to, to defeat the champ and they, they haven't been able to do it, Dan. No, you're spot on. And I think the thing that what we'll, we'll probably learn over the last six months, or probably even longer, in fact, with Animo, is that I don't know if he's ever going to win by crazy margins. I know he's had a few dominant performances, but 
I think if he's challenged, he'll find again. Like, he's a star. He really is. And um, for me, anyway, he doesn't need to prove anything today in terms of being the best horse in the country. In my opinion, he is the best horse in the country and probably by some way as well. So... Would I take a dollar seventy? I probably wouldn't, Gareth. Um, but he's probably priced accordingly, to be honest. And I expect him to win and, and win well again. All right, then. So your best bets in Sydney today? Just recapping them, Dan Cobby. I've just got a. I just want to play Profondo first up, Gareth. Um, he's not like a, a step-in type of job, but I think if he parades well, I think he can bet with confidence there in the Liverpool City Cup. Quinny, just recapping your best in Sydney. I think we've lost Quinny there, Cobby. Or the seagulls no, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. The seagulls here. attacked you or something. You haven't, you haven't got rid of me yet. He's a seagull himself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to recap your best. Oh, beautiful. Best at uh, at Sydney today. Yes, please. I think Shinzo race three at number eight from the All Conquering Chris Wallace stable will get the job done. So we're having something there. And then later on in the day, I think Mirror Vision might run a cheeky race first up from a spell today, race five, number four, at around that $4 quote. So there's two I'm going to have something on. But I did giggle before when Josh Blansky said that they'd need to hit that $80 million turnover today. And I did the maths. There's about 25 million people in Australia. So we've basically got a bet about $3.50 each. And I think for once in life, I'm going to carry my weight in this department. <laughs> yeah, you make a very good point. Um, <laughs> now... Cobby, you have a wonderful day. Anything out wide? Anything out like in the bush that you got something for us that'd be like you tip it at four eighty and it'll drift to sixteen dollars and run last <laughs> and, and, and run accordingly. Yes. <laughs> and no, nothing, uh, nothing in particular. But um, look, I'm pretty keen on the whole meeting at Sandown. And as I said, um, just if you're gonna have one play, back Estiana. All right then, Quinny. Yeah, if I'm gonna have one play today, I think I'll be backing. Steel City each way. I don't think she'll miss a drum at around that $5 quote, I think, represents good value. So that's the way I'm going to do it. We're going to have one bet today. What about yourself, Gareth? I mean, it is a little challenging because I've been listening to you all day and I've heard about 480 tips that I've really wanted to back on the back of those experts giving a good push. What's your one bet today? If we're having just one bet, G-Man, what are we doing? I think we're shuffling. You get that song, um, uh, Black Eyed Peas, where they sing, we're shuffling now. Um, Peter Moody's horse in race number, where is it, two at Sandown? Shuffle Dancer. Do you like yeah, that horse? Music and me are not friends, but Shuffle Dancer, race yeah. two, number three. What about your mate, um, Campbell Brown? Brownie's tip yesterday needs to be suspended for a month. He sold them like they were Ferraris, but they run like tags as rig, sloppy and ugly. Now, that's a bit harsh, Mark, but um, I think he tipped one. Yesterday, still coming at Kilmore. So there you go. But you know what? You can be forgiven for one bad tip. Granny's been the on only fire of late. If you follow Campbell and you lose, you can at least take solace in the fact that he's lost a lot more than you have. Has so he... you know he's always putting his hard-earned down when he tips. So I like it when people do that. And I did follow him yesterday, and it was less than ideal. Campbell responsibly. Is he got a fake <laughs> Twitter account or Instagram? That Has that been – like, has anyone – else um, come across that? I didn't or, see that yeah. last night. Yep. Liking a lot of my yeah. work and, um, yeah, getting into my, slipping into my dams. <laughs> What's going on here? Well, there you go. Um, so that's Do you not... get many people sliding into the dams, Gareth? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not anymore. Um, because I am off the market, as you well know, unlike you, Dan Cobby. Anyway, we've got to go, lads. Have a wonderful day. 
Great fun as always. Thanks, Looking forward to a big one. Good luck to all the punters. Yes, Dan Cobby, Nicholas Quinn. Ladbrokes is making every race even more exciting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We'll take a break and then we'll come back. Darren Carroll will join us. He's a man that's flying at the moment, tipping winners for fun. I think he's nearly our bet. We've got some really good tipsters here on Giddy Up slash racetrack slash winners. But I think Darren Carroll's definitely winning the way. Um, he tipped another two winners there, two from two at Ballarat at the Trots. He'll go through his best at Melton with me straight after this. Every day I'm shuffling. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Lucky to catch up with Darren Carroll. He has been on fire for us here on SEN Track. Giddy up and he joins us here on Race Card and um, he's just seeing them beautifully. Make sure you lab brokes. It's, uh, well, lab brokes is making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and lab broke it. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All Trotters Night in Victoria tonight. Group 1 action. As I say hello to you, Dad, um, can you continue on that winning form, mate? Morning, Gareth. Um, yeah, when you're hot, you're hot sometimes. You know, that can happen in the game. You get those runs, and it's just happening at the moment. So the maps seem to be working out well, and we're getting easy leads. And, yeah, so let's just hope it continues, and we'll make the most of it while, while we can. So how do we um, make some money at Melton, mate? Yeah, we'll go early. Um, there's a couple of races early that I quite like, um, and OK Value as well. Um, I like race one, number five, Electrojet. Um from the powerful combination of Anton Goyna and Nathan Jack. Look, Nathan's an outstanding driver, but when he drives the trotter, um, I don't reckon he's got any peer at the moment. Um, he's well-balanced, and um, he can get some really, really risky trotters to trot all the way. Um, they've only had this guy back in their stable for three runs. Two of them were really good. Their last start was just a real flop. Um, had some issues, so I'm just putting a line through that one. If you go through its previous run, um, it was beaten by Chinese Whisper, who's a free-for-all horse, um, and third in that race was um, it was Hatchback, who goes down in the free-for-all later on as favourite. So really, really well-placed. Got gate speed. There's a bit of speed underneath it, but I expect Nathan to keep pushing forward. I'm not surprised if this guy, oh, this mare finds the front. If she finds the front, then look out. So uh, $4.20 at the moment. I think that's a nice each-way bet. And, um, yeah, it'll get our night off to a really positive start, I hope. Um, the other one I like is race three, number four, Lindy Grace. Um, we've got a good cider at these ones because this is a final of a couple of heats, um, one at Shepherd and one at Bendigo. It's a low-rating race, so, you know, they're no world beaters. But because we've got a cider, then we get a good look at um, how they went in the heats. Um, I really think that Lindy Grace will find the front. Um, it's got stablemate drawn the pole, so I think it gets a fairly easy lead tonight. It's won twice and it's 31 starts, and both times it's won, it's led. Um, it just seems to go a lot, lot better when it's in front, and it's going to get so tonight. Um, we only need one soft quarter, um, providing we get that, then we'll give them a mighty sight. Uh, the danger's Almond Destroyer, which, no surprise, got Nathan Jack aboard, but I think at $4 because I'm confident it's going to find the front, and it's a good bet. So 
both those tonight, around about $4.20 and $4. It'll give us a... You know, I only need one of them to get home to get a positive. If they both get home, we have a good night. I love Exalted. I've just got confidence in this trotter. If it trots all the way, to blow them away. Race two, number yep. eight. Yep. The Galena one does trial, has trialled really good. Um, so It'll, it'll need wings. It'll need wings. <laughs> just yep. check. All right, mate. Um, do you like anything at Menangle? Well, I actually thought you might ask the question, Gareth. So, you know, I'm not a form student of Menangle. So I, I sourced out the big cat. Um so oh, okay. Matty Leppard we can't Maddie, get him on this show because every time I ask him a question, he goes for five minutes. <laughs> I said, Matty, uh, what do you like? What's the best? Yeah. And uh, he said, each way, race one, number nine, reactor now. So former Victorian up there with Jack Trainer. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's your man. Uh, so 550 at the moment. So uh, that's the big cat's mail for tonight at Menangle. All right, then. Love it. Hey, good on you, brother. Thanks for that, Daz. Good luck. Thank you. Cheers. What about at Hong Kong tomorrow night? Um, what a weekend of raising, as I pe- mentioned a few times throughout the, the last three hours here on SEN track, um, across the three codes. But then on a Sunday afternoon, we can sit back and look forward to this um, Hong Kong Gold Cup because you've got Golden 60 taking on Romantic Warrior once again. And uh, that will be something that you, well, it's a race that you can't afford to miss. And Tommy Wood from the Hong Kong Jocker Club joins us. Hello, Tom. Which camp are you in? I, I think Romantic Warrior can get revenge on Golden 60, stepping up in trip. How do you see it? Yeah, I think he can as well. Uh, Gareth, uh, morning uh, to you. Um, t- tomorrow with that race, it's again, it's pretty much a match race between Golden 60 and Romantic Warrior. And last time out over the 1,600 metres, Golden 60s uh, pet course and distance. Uh, he had a good tactical ride to, from Vincent Ho, who got up in the trail and stalked him and uh, he was too strong for Romantic Warrior uh, and co last uh, time out. But that was 1,600 metres, his best trip, where I think Romantic Warrior's best trip is 2,000 metres. He's got the, the, the superior stamina, I believe. And uh, I think Karras must ride him like he's the best mile and a quarter horse in the race uh, tomorrow to, to win and make it a, a real acid test for a Golden 60 over the final stages. All right, mate. What about um, in the four-year-old feature as well, Group 1? Um, racing. We've got a couple of the Aussie jocks heading back there. Jamie Carr, Blake Shinner in town once again. How do you assess that Group 1 contest? I'll just pull you up quickly, Gareth. The four-year-old races are Group 1 races here in the Hong Kong uh, through the, the Derby, uh, the, the Classic Cup and the, the Classic uh, Mold. Oh, sorry. They just cla- back, back, in the, back in the day, they, they were, but uh, now they're, they're just known as four-year-old Classic races. But look, he's I think this this time around with the, the classic cup and the classic mile and going into the derby, I think we're I think we're in line to get three different winners of the three different races. Of course, Voyage Bubble got things to suit last time out with the, the soft lead and a, a good ride. I don't know that he's going to get a, a soft lead this time round. He's won a barrier trial and good style recently, but coming out of the, the classic mile, there was not really any horses that changed their positions at all in the run, apart from a maybe Galaxy Witness who who made ground, but you'd have to maybe question the sectionals out of the race as well for Galaxy Witness. So you could yes. fall into that trap that it was a, a good run from him. And the horse that was disappointing out of the race, of course, was Sakifi. He was the one that lost the most to ground where everything else sort of, sort of bar those two either made ground or, or held their positions. And he was really disappointing, Keithy. Tuchel, uh, his run was very good, I thought, last uh, time out. Super Sunny Singh brings some different form lines uh, into the race. He's won his last uh, three on the bounce, Vincent Ho and uh, Chris. So, but 
look, maybe leaning towards sword point on what he did uh, two runs ago, the 1,800 metres last time out. He was a, a little bit keen. I, I wouldn't let barrier 13 uh, deter you as well. With Hugh Bowman on board, we know what uh, sort of rides uh, Huey can uh, produce here in Hong Kong, those patient rides. And his barrier trial, I thought, looked pretty good to this in coming into this as well. So he could be... I don't think you get too short of a price about him. You won't get a, a huge price about him, but he could be some each-way value in the race, uh, sword point. Not sure what to do with Beauty Verse, James McDonald. He's drawn uh, out wide. I thought a horse that did actually trial well was Flagship Warrior. Uh, he was disappointing, never got into it at all last uh, time out, but he was a, a strong winner. Uh, first up here in Hong Kong over the 1,200 metres, and Jamie Richards has got Simba on the backup. So still not entirely sure which one I'm going to lean in the, the classic uh, cup yet, but Sword Point, I think, ticks a, a few boxes. I'd be willing to give Keithy another chance uh, coming into this uh, as well, but it, it can be a race that can produce uh, an upset as well, can the, the oh. Classic Cup. I've got about 25 seconds. Tommy, what's your best outside of those features? Um, quite like uh, earlier on in the day, well, Beauty Eternal's going to be very short. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, going around in the third race on the program at number nine, and uh, there was a horse that I thought uh, that had been uh, trialling uh, quite okay in race five, number seven, victory moments for Razak Purton. Thought he was interesting. Uh, went round short first up and uh, missed the start, but his trial coming into this uh, has been good. So race five, number seven, victory moments. Enjoy tomorrow night, mate. We'll be watching. Thanks for that, Tom. Pretty guys. Thank you. There's Tom Wood from the Hong Kong Jockey Club. That is race car. Thanks to Lab Breaks. is making every race even more exciting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Have a wonderful day. SCN trackside team ready to go. Taggart's walked into the building. Cam Luke, JR, Joshy Jenkins. Doesn't get any better on a magical day of racing. Thanks to Aldi. Thanks to, thanks to Oscar and all of our experts and team members today on SCN track over the last three hours. I'll catch you on Monday morning for Giddy Up from 8am. But for now, um, it is time for a bit of a break and then we'll come back with the SEN track. Trackside afternoon team ahead of a big afternoon of racing right across the country.